here with my dudes andrew ali boys we are going to be heading out to la to take on the rams do you think they're going to be able to knock us off of our undefeated path we're going to cover that today but i want the podcast to give a warm welcome you've definitely seen this content on instagram before mixing it up with some of these crazy unique drinks hennessy enthusiast everyone please give a hand for two three drees <laughs> Two, Thank three. You. Yeah, man. Welcome to the podcast. Mixing it one Thank week, winging it another. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I kind of feel special. I feel like 60 is a good number. So this in the 60th episode, I feel kind of I feel kind of good about this. Let's go. <laughs> Andrew, name an Eagles player that wore number 60. W- was that Chuck Bednarik? It had to be. It, oh my gosh. If on. you actually if you actually I mean, com- this is right, like he's a Hall dude, of Famer. Wait. He's a Hall yeah, of Famer. I, I, Number 60, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty damn impressive. I'm not going to lie. Um, two, three, tell us a little bit about yourself. You, you you used to live in Florida. You live in, you live in, I'm sorry. You used to live in Philly. You live in Tampa. Now, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and uh, where you're from? Oh yeah, man. I'm from Philly, man. I moved to uh, Florida two years ago. So I'm kind of fresh to Florida, but I still rock hard for Philly, man. Philly Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, everybody, man. Um, you already know Eagles, of course, but um, yeah, I, I'm just here in Tampa living, but I, I try to go to a lot of away games. Uh, I went to one home game this year, but my big thing is like going to like every stadium. So right now I'm going like Ooh. with the Eagles to a lot of different stadiums. So I got to rep pretty- from, I'm, I'm not home. I'm hardly home, but um, always repping, you know? <laughs> what's uh, what's neck, what's like, what's your biggest bucket list? Like what stadium can you not wait to get to? Bucket list? Honestly, um, it was the Super Bowl, but I did that last year. So it's kind of like <laughs> a Super Bowl win. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. <laughs> there when they win the Super Bowl. That's like the bucket list. I mean, I know I got no control of that, but that's kind of like the, the big thing I want to do, go to the Super Bowl and like actually witness the win, the ceremony, the confetti falling down on you and everything like that. That would be like, I'm cool. <laughs> that's all I need in life. <laughs> yeah. People listen to you tell them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm, Alex and I were at the Super Bowl in February, um, and uh, obviously I, I live out in Minneapolis. I was here when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Uh, unfortunately, I was going through grad school at the time, so my budget didn't allow me for, to, to go to that game. Uh, but that is a uh, that is one heck of a, a bucket list item, because um, it doesn't happen very often, even if we do make it to the to that big game. Um, what was right. your uh, what was your favorite stadium that you went to? Uh, so far, it might have been the uh, the Jaguar Stadium, and it, it's crazy that they get a new stadium. But I kind of like their stadium because they had the swimming pool like right there. Mm. You can be in the pool watching the game. You know, it's Florida, nice and sunny. So uh, I kind of like the Jaguar Stadium, even though they get a brand new one. It's going to be ten times better. 
But yeah, but I, I kind of say like the best atmosphere I kind of been in was uh, New Orleans. It gets so loud in that mm. dome. It gets very yeah. loud in there. That's why Philly's so much more impressive to me because they're able to raise that decibel level without a closed top. So mm-hmm. it's it's always there's like a little element of cheating when when you're you're at these dome stadiums and it's hard for <laughs> players to hear. It's like people can't hear. I remember Kirk Cousins last year like trying to get the calls in his helmet and like we're outside. Where was that game in Minnesota? That ga- no that no it was Eagles fans. Was, yeah. So it was yeah it was a home yeah. game for us. Yeah. <laughs> so so two three tell us a little bit about you know your your content. Um, I've been following you for for a little bit, and and you always have these like really crazy concoctions. Like it's not like if you want to go to your channel to learn how to make a Long Island, like you're throwing some crazy edition of like Pepsi or Coke that you can only get in, like a few stores, and and mixing it together with some liquor. But like, tell us the origin story. Like, how did you like come up? How did you start creating content? Give us the, give us the background here. So um, it started when I was in Philly two years ago. Um, like kind of during COVID, you know, the COVID kicked off a lot of things. So like um, during COVID, like me and my friends used to come together on Fridays and just like bring something different to the table. You know, um, we would just find a random bottom in a, in a store and be like, hey, let's try this. And we sit down, try it, talk about it. Then we was like, hey, let's just make a podcast about it. So um, we started making a podcast about it and exploring different things. And that's when we started being different owners of different brands. And then uh, we did like interviewing them and things like that. And they uh, basically expand our palate let us know like where a lot of different alcohols come from because before we just like see a bottle that we like the color of it or like is it a tequila we're gonna get a tequila but let me learn so much about the origin and where it come from and stuff like that just talking mm. to owners and then uh one owner from Sipshine kyle he's like you guys gotta get on tiktok you gotta make content there's a whole world out there that people like you could connect faster than just doing a podcast mm-hmm. if you just uh go and do like TikToks and I'm because I thought TikTok at first was just people going there and dancing or mimicking each other. Like I was like, I don't want to get on TikTok, but it's really a, a world for everything. If you like books, you go on TikTok. It's a whole world for books. If you like to cook, it's a whole world for cooking. For drinking, is the same thing. So um, I met a lot of different influencers around. Like I got some guys. Actually, I went to the Super Bowl with my guy Heavy Hands. He has like a million like uh, followers wow. on TikTok. And he's the one that basically like convinced because he lives in Arizona. He's like, bro, you're coming here. You're staying with me. No matter what, we're going to the game. So like that, if it wasn't for like kind of TikTok, I probably never even made it to the Super Bowl, you know. But um, that's kind of how I started. He's like, um, you could like reach different brands, stuff like that faster if you just like have content and making uh, drinks and stuff like that. And then a lot of people would start requesting certain drinks. And I just like kind of ran with it. You know what I mean? Just grew into Then I moved away from Philly with all my friends and stuff like that. So it's kind of like I was doing it on my own now. So it's kind of had to like find my, my niche and my lane. And then I stuck with it. And then like people love it. People are like, hey, man, if I don't post in a day, people be like, hey, man, um, I don't know what I'm supposed to drink today. I'm like, I didn't know you're looking forward to it that much to, to see what I'm doing today. You know what I mean? Alex Ali, I don't know if you just heard the man, but it, it sounds a lot like TikTok might need to be in our near future of exploration. I think we've been trying to hold off on it, but it sounds like this is like a, it sounds like it might be the most optimal way to get in touch with a base or to, to gain a following. So, uh, two, three Dries, I need to know, like, how much time did it take you to get the hang of it? I mean, I'm a millennial. I don't know about you. I feel like I'm, it's, it's like a generate, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a generation too old or something, but that might just be in my head. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of want to know about like how you got used to it and, and like how much of a difference it really made. 
Yeah, um, honestly, it's kind of like overwhelming for real, honestly. Um, but um, mm-hmm. I feel like with the TikTok, it the reach it shares it way more than Instagram. Instagram kind of like put it with just your friends, but with TikTok, it shares to like straight everybody. You know what I mean? So um, learning it, it was kind of like I'm used to the same videos for I use for Instagram as I use for TikTok. So I just uploaded on both, and um, a lot of brands even reach out to you through. It's TikTok as well. So they see. I feel like I grew faster on TikTok than I did Instagram. So I feel like Instagram reaches the world faster, and that's kind of what we go for. You know what I mean? I feel like uh, if you putting out reels out there, the reels lead to like, oh, you see that one reel? Oh, this look interesting. Then you go to another. Then you go to another one. Then you go to another one. Like, let me see what these guys talk about. Actually, click on the podcast to watch the podcast, and now you got yeah. a, a new person is interested in what you're saying. So a lot of, you guys say a lot of interesting, interesting things, especially for Eagles. And it, you know how big the Eagles fan base is. So just putting out reels and clips and stuff like that out there, what you guys talk about, I guarantee it's going to grow like really fast. Yeah, man. I mean, and, and that's like the cool thing about the era that we're growing up in is more people are getting away from like traditional mainstream TV and the independent content creators are super popular. You even see a lot of big newscasters or people that have been part of big shows like look at Pat McAfee, right? Like he was he doesn't want to belong to to a network because he can just do it everything on his own and it's cheaper for the network to do it. It's kind of like the new thing. What was that moment you look down at your phone, you see your reach and you're like, oh, crap, like this could actually be something pretty serious. Like, like, tell us about like that actual like moment, piece of content. You saw how many people you reached. Like, what, what, what did it that was, look like? It was actually, um, I was actually in Philadelphia because um, for my daughters, all my family, they still live in Philadelphia. And my daughter turned two back in June and we was in Philadelphia celebrating her birthday because that's where all our family is. And while I was at the birthday party, I seen that like one of my uh, videos hit a million and hit a million. I just wow. see like thousands and thousands and thousands of people follow. I'm like, what the, and I see brands reaching out to me like before it was just like getting free, free things and like using the free, like we'll pay you to do this. And I'm like, what? You'll pay me to do this now? <laughs> I was like excited about getting the free things, but now it was like. <laughs> the, the price basically went up. <laughs> the price basically went up. So once people like was willing to give me a certain amount of money just to show my face with their product, and I was like, "Oh, this this is kind of went farther than I expected." I was just enjoying the free stuff, honestly. But it's a different level now. <laughs> so uh, two three, I um, you know, Andrew mentioned that he's a millennial. Uh, I'm a uh, and I'm you're, a not, you're, you're not. You're <laughs> not. You know. Uh, as Kanye once said, I guess we'll never know. Uh, no. So I, I think, uh, you know, it's interesting because I, I see from a from a trend perspective in millennials, right, the, the alcohol consumption, there's a, this kind of desire to reduce alcohol consumption or being sort of like sober curious, if you will. Um, and you see a lot of uh, non-alcoholic drinks pop up. I'm actually curious what gives you inspiration, right? Because like the, the non-alcoholic components of your drink um, you know, the drinks that you create, right? Like these are some pretty crazy concoctions within themselves, right? Alcohol aside, how do you come up with those combinations? Honestly, a lot of comments or um, a lot of people send me videos. So a lot of these videos is like really not original because somebody sent me a video uh, similar to it. So mm-hmm. I just put my own spin to it, put my own personality to it. A lot of times people follow you for your personality. You know what I mean? So I'm probably did the same video as somebody else but just that they like it coming from me or that I may do a video that sucked and like for somebody else to do the same video 
it because they like their personality better. It does that's better. You get what I'm saying? So talk to me a little bit about um, – so we we were talking about potentially mixing up some drinks on the show today, and I think mm-hmm. Ali's comment is really good too. You said, I don't I don't drink during the weekdays, right? And I think that's yeah. – that's it's probably really simple to get sucked into like, hey, I could push as much content as I, as I want, and I could get loaded every single night, and that channel could grow, and that I, I have that bite, and I know what success feels like. Like how do you, how do you ensure like you rein it in? It obviously sounds like you you do this, but you you also preach responsibility. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, that, that that's um a good question because a lot of people think because I post every single day, they think I drink every single day. You know what I mean? They be like, oh, you're, you're going to die. I actually go to the gym more than I drink. I go to the gym <laughs> four or five times a week, and I, I just drink like. Friday and Saturday. I don't even drink Sunday during, unless I'm probably at the game. Maybe I would drink, but um, I really don't drink as much as it looks like on Instagram because it's posting every day. Because um, yeah. yeah, your health is very important. I feel like the most important thing you own is your body, so you really gotta take care of that first before Instagram, before the money, before anything else. Because you you need that to. Uh... So it's all about just managing your content. Uh, for example, I can uh, go to. Uh, a family gathering and I'll make 10 drinks for 10 different people but I'll use those videos throughout 10 different days mm-hmm. but you would think it is just for me I'm, I just gave it out to 10 different people you get what I'm saying I may sip it and that's like I didn't finish that they're not saying I finished the drink because I sipped it I, <laughs> I love for, for anyone who just happens to listen and, and, and you know aren't able to see the visuals of, of what we're doing right now your background right now is incredible it's it's just this it's just this beautiful showing of, of a ton of different <laughs> liquors uh, do you do you have a go-to do you have a favorite you know what is your what, what's your thing if you have one so um start doing this I start noticing like when I go out to get drinks it's not the same as like you in the house a lot of stuff is like ordered down or not really what they say it is especially as somebody's like mm uh bars like <laughs> it's not really what it would have said and i can taste the difference now by doing this for so long but if i could say i had a go-to um it'd probably be water <laughs> <laughs> kevin man's garnett would hi- be so proud man, man's gotta no, hydrate no, no. he's going to the gym five days a week man he's gotta hydrate <laughs> no uh, uh. honestly i would probably say like um right now it switches all the time maybe tequila will be like one like that may, it depends on how i'm feeling that day Maybe one day it'll be tequila. One one day it might be. Uh, I might just want to sip on some douce, or maybe some. This you may never seen before. Some of this coyote apple right here. This is whiskey. Uh, a few different things. It, it depends on how I'm feeling. It depends on morale. What, what they like to enjoy. Because I like to enjoy things with people that enjoy the same things. I don't want to be like, oh, you can't. If you don't drink this, I'm not drinking with you. Because some people will get like that, and I'm like one of those mm. people. I'll, I'm ready to enjoy whatever we want to drink. We can drink together. What, Alex and Ali, I want to actually want to know. I've I, I've never asked you guys what your favorite drinks are. I'm kind of curious now. I mean, maybe I want to get you like a nice holiday gift. I will send you a nice bottle of something. I don't know. Don't get me gin. Gin is not the uh, is is not the drink of choice for me. I'm definitely an ice cold, tall, sixteen or I mean twenty four ounce can of Yingling down at the Lincoln Financial <laughs> Field parking lot. Not 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 too much of a liquor person, but I like so Tito's. fancy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two three. Tell me a little bit about the uh, the the reserve collection, the the fancy bottles, the, the the ones that cost a lot of money. You said you have a few of those in your collection. Love the love to share with us, some of our listeners. All right, um, I can show you this one right here. 
Oh, you probably can't even see it right now. We'll Come be able light. to see it when we render the clip. But this right here is a James Hennessy. You can't get it in America. You only can get it at um, a duty-free airport. So um, I actually got a friend. He's a Hennessy collector, and he has, like, over $50,000 worth of Hennessy. Like, things I guarantee you've never seen before. And I went to his house one time to interview him, um, and he's, like, told me to try this. And I'm just thinking, like, Hennessy is Hennessy. This tastes like... Uh, uh, just like straight grapes, like fresh off the vine. I'm like, mm. there's no way this it doesn't taste like liquor. So like, it's it's something like really different. You can't get it in America. You only get it duties free when you like going across country lines or whatever. And I, I feel like this kind of like one of my favorites right here. It's really hard to get. Um, what else we got back here? Uh, if you want to take it to to, to football, <laughs> we got the uh, the Penalty Twins. They actually have a whiskey. Um, they signed this one right here. Uh, I met up with them in, in Miami. Um, and this is, I didn't really try this one right because I can't tell you if it's good or not. I just felt like I need to hold on to this because yeah. there's, there's a lot of bottles out here that um, is like limited edition. And once you, it's like kind of like sneakers. You hold on to them, the yeah. value goes up, and it'd be worth thousands of dollars. And this was actually signed, so like, you never know. <laughs> wow. Another cool. football, another football one I have right here is. Uh, uh, Charles Woodson. This is his uh, last. Was it last year during March Madness uh, when Wolverines were in the when uh, I think they made it to like the Sweet Sixteen or something like that. He released this bottle with the colors of uh, Michigan. I don't know if you can see it. And I worked with them. They actually sent me a, a holiday card working with them last <laughs> year. <laughs> Charles Woodson signed it. I'm 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 a big fan, man. Actually. And, and another thing, when I was at the Super Bowl, they invited me to uh, a, a Woodson party, like a Woodson whiskey party, and, and I missed it because I didn't see the message until the next day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Man. Man, that was, it was like I was upset about that still to this day. Man, what a cool what a cool little following you have. There. That's so neat, man. Mm-hmm. You know, at, what I appreciate about, you know, when content creators um, – develop this following right is is there's almost like this need to to sort of give back right or or use their platform to to give back to to causes that they believe in two three um what what are your what are what are some of the causes that that you know you uh you dedicate yourself towards i mean um i feel like all my life i kind of did it even before like the instagram and things like that when i was living in philadelphia like um every year i would do a, a book bag drive when it's time to go back to school during the summertime, I would go down Love Park and hand out sandwiches and bananas to like the homeless and things like that. Um, it was times where I, I hand up two hundred, like I would make like pack lunches, and I would hand out two two hundred lunches and within thirty minutes. That's how many homeless people we have in Philadelphia that people don't even yeah. notice. And I'm like, it's just crazy. It's only been there for thirty minutes and hand out two hundred lunches. But um, right now, um, I'm, right now you can see I'm wearing that pink. It's October right now. Um, this month, I'm actually doing a 5K, which I do every October. And you could get these T-shirts right here. It says "Keep Fighting." Um, I have my grandma name on the back, but you also can see that it has "Keep Fighting" mm-hmm. on the back as well. Mm-hmm. You could get this shirt from 23drinks.com, and all the proceeds go straight to breast cancer. Um, not even just awareness. A lot of people don't realize when you're doing these 5K walks, the money also goes to people that's fighting, people that can't mm-hmm. go to work because they missing work to uh, fight cancer, and they go into chemo and things like that. 
and they can't pay their mortgage, they can't pay their, their light bill. A lot of that money goes to that as well. That's something I learned by doing this. I just feel like breast cancer awareness is going to learn how to stop cancer. No, it's actually supporting families when they're not allowed to, not able to go to work and support themselves anymore. So that's why I feel like big on doing something and giving back. And that, that just keeps me going, honestly. That's amazing. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah so you said uh, 23dreese.com is where they can uh, get that merch? Yep. And also, I also have a hat. I don't have it with me right here, but also on the website, if you don't want the t-shirt, the t-shirts only start at like 13 bucks. So it's not really killing your pockets or anything like that. Um, I'm really not trying to make any money for myself for it. It's going straight to that. And you also get the hats as well. Yeah. Well, you definitely have my support. I'll definitely be picking up some stuff and being able to do that. Um, and where can we find if we wanted to donate directly to the 5k? Is it just your proceeds or is there like a, a, a peer-to-peer fundraising site or something that uh, we can uh, push our followers to as well? I can uh, send you that later. I don't have it on like top of my head, but I can send you that later on the actual link for, for the, the race. Cool. If you're watching on YouTube, it's going to be in the video description. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, two, three, Alex, Andrew. Um, first of all, this has been a really fun conversation. Um, yeah. what do you say we transition to another fun conversation? Cause we got a football game coming up this Sunday against the LA Rams. Andrew, I'll, I'll kick it over to you initially. What are your, what are your thoughts on this game? What are, what are some keys to, to watch out for some keys to success and, and hit us with a score prediction, man. Man, I don't know. I, <laughs> Like, this is such a weird year, and I kind of feel the same way I do last week. Ultimately, the Eagles are a better team. They're a more talented team. We're favorited. You know, I know it's it's it, we have to fly across the country. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford is a he's a very solid quarterback. You know, he's won a Super Bowl. He, the, you know, the Rams are two and two. They're not a complete dumpster fire. Which actually, going into the year, there were some concerns with them because Cooper Cup has missed every week mm-hmm. so far, but insert, you know, everybody's favorite rookie so far, Puka Nakua. It's fun to say he's fun to watch. Uh, they have Tutu Atwell, their running back, Kyron Williams has been really good. So they've kind of been surprising some teams. I mean, they gave it to Seattle week one and Seattle's kind of another one of those teams that they're not an easy team to beat necessarily. Uh, they lost to San Francisco, which everyone who's played San Francisco has lost to them. Um, they barely lost to Cincinnati, and then they they beat Indian uh, Indianapolis in overtime last week. So it's really going to come down to uh, just being able again to get after the quarterback. I want to see, you know, I, I, Matthew Stafford is not mobile, and we've had more success getting after the mobile quarterback. So Stafford is, you know, more of that Kirk Cousins type. He's probably going to try to get rid of the ball real quick. But ultimately, the Eagles are a better team, and the Eagles should win. The passing game looked really good last week. I hope that we get Swift a little bit more involved this week, you know, consistently throughout the game. Score prediction, I'm going to go Eagles 29 and the Rams 22. What do you think, 2-3? What's your analysis on the game and hit us with a score prediction? All right, well, um, what I think, uh, what are you saying about Matthew Stafford? I, we've been having trouble with quarterbacks all year, so I think mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford going to throw over three hundred yards. But I don't he think they're going. He has thrown for over three hundred yards in three of the four games he's played. Mm-hmm. And I think the Eagles game will be another one, but I, I still don't think it's going to be as close as Andrew thinks it will be. I think it's going to be thirty-one seventeen. I think Eagles are going to actually get some sacks. 
this year, this week because I mean they 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 began kind of pressure, but not getting really home as as we've been used to. I th- I feel like last year exploited us with so many sacks, and this year we're not seeing as many, but we still getting kind of kind of good pressure, but not as what we've seen before. I feel like we need to get some of that this week so we can sep- make that big separation of the score, thirty one seventeen. I got Eagles winning. Uh, Swift gonna have close to a hundred. May not may not be a hundred, but he gonna have close to a hundred. Matthew Stafford will throw 300 yards, but it's not going to matter because we're going to be so far ahead and we're going to walk through this one. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing I'm worried about is, and I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but it's, it's, it's really going to be, is Cooper Cup going to be playing on Sunday or not? Like I said earlier, Matt Stafford has thrown for over 300 yards in three of the four games he has. And uh, Cooper Cup, for those that don't know, is a slot guy. Our slot guy is Josh Job. So this may actually be a game where Matthew Stafford throws for 900 yards against our defense if Cooper Cup is in there. And we got Josh Job covering Hannibal. And I'm only slightly joking here. Um, you know, on PFF rates, the Rams secondary as the top three in the league. I don't really think that's too much of a problem because the commander secondary was actually pretty good. And, and, and we put an absolute whooping on them with A.J. Brown. Um, Aaron Donald doesn't really scare me. I think our offensive line is going to be okay, but I really think the biggest thing that is going to dictate if we have a convincing win or not is going to be if Cooper cup is, is going to be playing also Tyler Higby and the other tight end. What's his name? Andrew, you just said it. You said it way better than I would. I did. Yeah. Who's the, who's the guy that caught the game winning touchdown in overtime? That was Puka Nakua. Yeah. He's a wide receiver. Oh, he's a wide receiver. Um, and then all, he's, the I mean, one he's, last... sl- he's, he's filling that slot position. So I'd be curious to see what happens when, when Cooper cup comes back and yeah, how I was watching the highlights together. today. He, he, he looks like a tight end build, but I guess I obviously I was wrong. Um, also it, I remember like scoreboard watching and the, the LA Rams were up by a lot really quickly. And then they kind of, they kind of fell apart in the second half of the game. And then they, they kind of won it again in, in overtime there. So I wouldn't be surprised if we go into the half, if that's LA's MO, that they get really quick leads on teams really quick and we have to play behind. And I think we'll be totally okay there. All that to be said, I do think the Eagles will pull it out 27 to 22. I think it's going to be a close game again with the two-point conversion and it could end up with the Rams having it on the last drive of the game to try to go down and get a touchdown and hopefully our secondary doesn't give up another one and force it into extra minutes. Ali, what do you think? You know, I appreciate how, Andrew, you started off kind of like taking a deep breath, sighing, because honestly, I don't know what to make of this game. I mentioned uh, earlier in the conversation that by day, I'm a, I'm a marketer, and, and a lot of people think marketers just like create fluff and, and wholesome TV ads, and certainly that's part of what we do, but I think good marketers are able to take data, <laughs> analyze it, and, and deliver good products, right? So... I took a a second to write down some data points that are are making me a little bit nervous. The Eagles are 27th in pass defense. We've allowed the third most touchdown passes. We have the second most passing first downs. We're the first team in NFL history to go 4-0 while allowing nine touchdown passes and a completion rate of over 67%. (laughs) 2-3, you said... Thank you. Two, three. You said, you know, you mentioned quarterback pressures. We've got 54 quarterback pressures on the year, and that is the most in the NFL. However, we are sixth worst in pressure to sack rate, right? So this is the amount of pressures that you generate, how many of them 
are, mm-hmm. are resulting in sacks. And you could think to yourself, like, okay, our guys aren't getting home. Are the quarterbacks just doing dink and dunk plays? Well, that's sure, that's part of it. We are fourth worst in yak yards. We're 10th worst in air yards, which means that the ball is traveling and getting completed in a certain amount of yardage through the air. And we're eighth worst in third down conversions, fourth worst in red zone defense. This is not what it used to be last year. I just threw a lot of statistics at you. And what I can't seem to you figure sure out. You're an Eagles right fan, Ali? Are you sure you're not <laughs> a Minnesota hey, Vikings I'm, fan? What the this heck is, this is data. <laughs> this, is, this is data at its, at its finest right now. We can't, we can't figure out the bunch concept, which the Rams run a lot of. We can't figure out pre-snap motions, which the Rams do a lot of. And frankly, that's Preach. how we lost the Super Bowl, Preach. right? Yeah. And we can't figure out zone coverage. And tell me a better quarterback who's able to move defenses with his eyes than Matthew Stafford. On the other side of this, you've got the Rams, who are second best Jeez. in passing offense. They're number one in completed air yards. They're eighth and third down conversions, fourth and fourth down conversions. They're 10th in red zone touchdowns sixth in the percent of drives that end in scores and fourth in average time per drive. And the thing that makes me most nervous, Alex, you mentioned Cooper Cup. I think, honestly, there is a significant chance that he comes back at this game. I think so too. He's active. This offense, our offense, so far this year, scoring scoring 29.5 points per game. Last year, we were scoring 29.1. Our offense is not the issue here. Frankly, our offense didn't get any worse. It didn't get that much better either, but our defense did get significantly worse. We're allowing 22.5 points per game. Last year was 19.8. And now I know you could say like, hey, this is not the same team. Like move on. It's time to, it's time to, to get there. <clears throat> but who have we faced? We faced Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins, Baker, who is, who's pretty solid, and Sam Howell. And as I look to the next 10 weeks after this, this week coming up, We are facing seven out of those 10 weeks from a QBR perspective, seven out of the top 10 quarterbacks in QBR. I Mm. I have some concerns about our past defense. And as as much as it pains me to say this, this is the first time (laughs) this is the first time I'm going to be predicting an Eagles loss since I've joined this show last year. Uh, But I'm predicting Rams 35, Eagles 31. Um, and it's all going to be because our past defense couldn't get it squared away. Well, I do think, fortunately, it's only been four games. We only have four games of sample size. So wh- where these numbers can be a little startling, I think there's still so there's still almost three quarters of the season left, and I'm not willing to just kind of like jump to conclusions on any team to say that the way that they've been performing this first four weeks is actually telling the story of what that team is. So. Um, I, I think you brought a lot of good information, and, and honestly, I give you a lot of credit for picking uh, an Eagles loss. Um, I hate to break it to you, but that's rule number one of winging it is you're never allowed to do that. So this might be your last episode, Ali. No, yeah, it's been good. But, Two, three. What are you doing? What are you doing on Mondays and Thursdays? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I actually, I, real quick, I actually wanted to bring up to you guys the signing of Bradley Roby. Um, mm-hmm. He's yeah. 30, 31 years old. He came from the uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, pretty solid career, and and to be honest, it seems like more recently his success has come in the corner, and I think that that is um, again, it, it's another it's another showing of the Eagles addressing a need, you know, seeing a weakness and 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 not hesitating, being like, okay, we need to fix this, and they go out and they find someone. So, um, you know, hopefully that secondary can really clean things up, and hopefully he'll be a, a very pleasant addition. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, we do have this game. It is going to be a 4.06 kickoff, so I kind of like that we'll be able to watch with just a few other games on, not encroaching to that 1 o'clock spot. So I think it's going to be red zone all morning, flipping over to the Eagles. And then Sunday night, Dallas at San Francisco is going to be a matchup. Let's talk about some of these other matchups. Andrew, explain what swinging it is. Swinging it. Underdog picks for the week. What's up, swingers? It's time to swing for the fences, baby. It's time to pick some underdog winners, which none of us were able to do last week. So how does this game work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're all going to pick our favorite underdog. So any team that is not favorited, you you pick them. And if that team wins outright, you are awarded the number of points that they are receiving in the spread. So... 2-3 Drees as the honorary audience representative. Oh, you know, but, but, but real quick, just want to give a quick score update just so we just for context so we know what we're working with. Uh, just to catch everyone up. Ali is still in first place with 15 points. Alex is in second with nine and a half. Audience right behind with eight and a half. And then I have two. So uh <laughs> two, three Drees. The audience needs you, my man. Who do you like as your underdog pick of the week? My underdog pick I like is CJ Shaw and the Texans. I mean, he, he's been on fire. I actually added him to my fantasy team, and last week gave me big numbers. So I'm going to ride with him. Hopefully he have another big game. Get me 5-0 in fantasy. <laughs> oh, so man. that's what I'm going with. He's been awesome, man. It's awesome. Lights it's, out. It's been really cool seeing D'Amico Ryans also. I mean, he, he might be in, like, coach of the year candidate at this point. Mm-hmm. All right, so you got the Houston Texans. They are a one-and-a-half-point underdog against the Falcons. Uh, I am going to go with, cause I'm just at this point, I'm just, it's just screw it. You're like, why does it even, we, we, whatever. I am going to take the Minnesota Vikings Dang, at that's home. What I was gonna pick. Dang. The, the Vikings <laughs> are just, they're going to be one of those weird teams that make no sense whatsoever. Are they good? Are they not good? Nobody knows. And they're going to beat the chiefs this weekend and everyone's going to be very confused. So I'll take the, the uh, Vikings at home. They are a three and a half point underdog to beat Patrick Mahomes who almost lost to the jets. Yeah, I actually really like that pick, Andrew. I didn't think anyone was going to pick it. Uh, I'm actually going to call for another one that may be a little bit of a hot take, but I'm telling you, I think this team is the real deal. Um, is it Dallas? Might... It's Dallas. Please say it's Dallas. Please say it's no, Dallas. So we can all make fun of you. It's not Dallas, dude. It's not <laughs> Dallas, dude. Did I ever tell you the story that my son, we got a phone call from his daycare saying he's yelling Dallas sucks at all the kids and they wanted us to see if we wanted to correct the behavior. And I said, absolutely no way call was a real problem and hung up the phone it's like no tell him good job yeah, and all the all the dads in daycare like this like, good job go birds um, so no i think the jacksonville jaguars are going to beat the buffalo bills as a five and a half point underdog the reason i say this is for whatever reason jacksonville always gets the 9 30 slot they're gonna have their coffee they're gonna be ready to go they don't even know what time zone they're going to be in I think that they will be able to take off the Bills Sunday at 930. It's back-to-back early games for them. Why is it a 930 game? Is this they, game they, overseas somewhere? Yeah, they stayed in London for the week. They Interesting. Had a, they, had, they had a game in London last week, and they stayed there, and they played the Bills again this week. So they stayed yeah, so there for the whole week. So they, they, they're adjusted to the time zone and everything. They got their bangers and mash. They got their blood sausage or whatever else they <laughs> eat in the UK. And How is that fair to the to Bills? Go. 
How's that fair? To, the, I don't it's, know. It's at the Bills. How That's is why that I as picked a home them. Uh, swinging it, guys. We're we're missing the point here. I picked the I picked the Jaguars. <laughs> Damn, that's <I> smart. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel right, like I almost feel like that's tougher to be there for a week. I mean, you're just like missing home. The Bills have just been hanging out at their house and you know taking a quick trip across the pond and watch like Trevor Lawrence just be like. Okay, so I don't, I don't even know how to do a British accent. It's like, pip, pip, cherry out, turn around. <laughs> He's just sitting there talking in a slight British accent. Go for a deep hand Mary, won't you? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, give me a, a poster at the corner there. <laughs> sp- speaking, of, uh, speaking of Dallas, um, I messaged this to Alex a couple of days ago. Uh, not many people realize this, but Dallas scored 124 Sucks. points oh. this season. Their offense only scored 56 of those points. So a majority of their points have come Trash. from their defense. I don't expect Dallas to do anything against the 49ers, to be honest. And I think, what is it, three points, three and a half points that they're favored by? They're n- Dallas a- is an underdog. Yep. No, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. San Fran, is, San Fran is, a, is a three and a half point favorite. I don't think mm-hmm. that's enough. I don't think that's enough. Anyway. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> I have, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep riding with them. My boy Jonathan Gannon, Arizona Cardinals <laughs> facing against the Macaulay Culkins. I mean Joe Burrow. Uh, I, I the Bengals just don't look the same, man. And the Cardinals are a pretty chippy team. Um, I, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm kind of shocked about it. And Josh Jobs is uh, slowly uh, slowly earning my respect as as one of the more interesting looking and um, how he plays the game. <laughs> <laughs> and looks, man, that's one ugly guy. Let's just call it Spade a Spade, man. Well, what does he have? Like, he's got alopecia? He's just Here ugly, you are bro. making fun of him, you jerks, uh, and he's no, got some no. kind of no, hair no, loss no, disorder. No, no. It's, it's not about, it's it's not about his hair, homie. Al, yeah, Andrew, it's not about his hair. It's just, it's his face. It's his face. I don't um, think he has any eyebrows. He's got no eyebrows. He's got, he. the man's got no hair. Give right, me Andrew, the job anyway. jobs. Well, Ali, I hope that I hope you're right about your swing and a pick, and I hope that you are very wrong about your Rams over Eagles prediction. But I guess we will just we will find out this Sunday at four o'clock. Two, three, Drees. It's been incredible having you on, man. Thank you so so much. Uh, we'll be sure to blast everything and and definitely try to uh, yeah get get those sites out, get people donating, all that good stuff. I need a new hat, so uh, I will definitely be in the market. Um, everyone have an awesome week about to go tap into Chicago, Washington right now and see what happens in that crap fest of a game. And, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Go birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds.